Greetings, action movie fans and fans of being further informed at how the process of making a movie goes. This is Chris and Matt, write a blockbuster, a podcast that does not have a traditional and formal introduction at this point. I'm just sort of saying somewhat similar, but still We've been different so things. We've so busy writing this yeah. movie that we just haven't had time to write we haven't standardized. Yeah. We, Wait, what? we haven't we haven't standardized our opening yet. No, I, we haven't we haven't standardized anything really because we're breaking the form here, baby. That's Most true. people think when you write a script, you you bust out the old uh, you bust out the old typewriter. You put a, a ribbon of ink in, slice yeah. some uh, tree dot, shavings, dot, dot, dash, which is dash, what dash. I call paper, and you know you get to writing, but nah, 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 mm-hmm. nah, 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 nah. Bye-bye to the old ways of doing things. This is the new way, which is recording your voice. And I'm Matt. And I'm Chris. And that's what we do here. We record our voice, but what we're recording our voice doing is taking you through the process of writing a movie that's going to be a blockbuster. It's not a blockbuster yet because Mm -hmm. the movie hasn't been finished, and so we haven't been able to really pitch it. We're not so established yet that we could just sort of Pitch a movie concept. While, while you're yawning, I'm going to throw out a suggestion here, and that right. in the in the logo for our for our podcast, which in, already exists, in by the this interest point. of standardizing, we we have a strike through through the for the through the word wrote or write or either or both, and we replace it with speak. <laughs> well, we are writing. But we're speaking about right. our writing, right? We're in a way. We're, we're also writing this. Yeah, I mean, we're speaking it, and then we take the speaking things. Well, I'm gonna and we write it. Well, what I planned on doing after this whole thing was done, after we were done speaking it, is playing the audio through uh, some sort of uh, speaker system, and mm-hmm. having a microphone set up to my computer, and having it just dictate the text, and having the computer mm. do all the work. And then I'll automate it so it just sends directly to Pixar or whoever wants A24, Annapurna, everyone that's going to get some awards for this thing, baby. Because in the past week, I've gotten bit by the Oscar bug. Well, I mean, that seems like a a decent plan. The only uh, drawbacks I can think of is that um, we don't include all the lines of dialogue or action or everything in the course of this podcast and we include a lot of bullshit that has absolutely nothing to do with the movie we're writing so if you just sort of dictate the podcast into a like a dictation thing and you send it over as our script it may not be what we envision chris chris you sound like a real idiot right now because i want this discussion in the script that's the meat so we've got layers going on here so it's a movie within the writing of a movie do you understand or no. Is that, or is that too smart for you? That must be what it is. It definitely must be too smart. Just like that movie uh, Annihilation. It wasn't like, you know, um, uh, a banal movie that's more interested in like doing kind of like crazy things, having crazy visuals and actually telling a story or having any substance to it. No, it was just too smart for us all. That's the problem. We weren't smart enough for uh, Annihilation. The problem with Annihilation wasn't a lack of narrative sort of Before we get into that you weren't smart enough for Annihilation, (laughs) because I clearly was smart enough for Annihilation, the movie was about her guilt and her need to move on. You can't get that from uh, a bear that screams a woman's (laughs) voice, 
I don't know what's going to do it for you, Chris. But, I mean, I'm the one breaking the form here, so it doesn't surprise me that such a simple idea for a movie such as Annihilation, the idea of going into someone's subconscious and exercising their guilt from within their own brain, is just a little too too dense for you. But then again, I've gotten bit by the Oscar bug, so I've got my sights a, a little bit higher than just the top of box office mojo, if you know what I'm saying. This is a, a surprise to me because, I mean, this is Chris and Matt right at Blockbuster. We've established previously or had established. Look at that out parts of the title of the podcast <laughs> so that it reads Chris and Mites. Chris and Might. <laughs> You're also going to change your name. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, this podcast will soon star Batmite. Chris and Batmite write an art film. <laughs> Man, this is a completely different direction for Seth Christ Ballistic Reckoning. Or maybe maybe we can have the best of both worlds. We can make a huge blockbuster that will also be a critical darling and a movie that wins Academy Awards. Like The Dark Knight, which won Academy Awards. I mean, sure, well, one of the actors possibly have to die for that to happen. There's a decent chance that's the case. But, I mean, look, if um, Stanley Tucci has to die tragically... To get our movie an Oscar, so be it. But I'm all about that money, baby. I just want—I want that big box office. I want that Bafo Bo. I want this to be the highest-grossing movie. I want that Bafo Bo. But of the decade, I want so much money. I want adjusted for inflation or otherwise. I want that. I want that Gone with the Wind cash adjusted for inflation kind of money. And we'll get it because the script so far has been uh, empirically and immaculately uh, great. Everything's going wonderful so far. Absolutely. The script is humming along. We're humming along to um, that. We're we're like that song by the Crash Test Dummies because uh, we're humming along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's me agreeing with you to the tune yeah. of Crash Test Dummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we can make a movie based on that. The story of that song. It, it will have like the guy for the song as a narrator be like. After, <laughs> after we finish this, this and we're able to make any movie we want, we can make our own book of Henry, so to speak, and direct yeah. our Crash Test Dummy song adaptation. We'll get that guy to be the narrator. He'll have with his deep voice. We'll talk about the like, like the kid with like the blue spots or whatever. You know that guy has three testicles, and that's why his voice is so deep. Shut up. <laughs> no, he literally said that. Did I you know that, saw that guy worked at a yoga studio right near where I used to live? Wow. I saw him say that on VH1. Maybe he was having a laugh. As wait, it wait. Were. Was this on a show called Best Week Ever? And this no, guy was having I, the best week ever because he had no <laughs> testicles? I think it was I Love the 90s, but I can't be sure. Does he love the 90s because he has three <laughs> testicles? That can't be true. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if it, it is, I want to send a special shout out to that third testicle. Keep yeah. on rocking in the free world, you crazy diamond. <laughs> Cowboy songs. Anyways, back to the movie at hand. We'll, we'll table the Crash Test Dummies movie. Ooh, we should also make a movie based on those characters, the Crash Test Dummies, that used to be in that video game or whatever, and were advertising like car safety mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. One time I had a, one of those Crash Test Dummy action figures, and to see how well it crashed, I dropped a barbell on it and broke it. Uh... It didn't even explode the way it was supposed to. It just broke. I ripped the arms off a uh, stretch Armstrong to see what was inside. Oh, what so was inside? Sticky. Corn syrup. <laughs> yeah, glue. 
It was just a big sticky mess inside. It was One of my favorite things about a nice stretch Armstrong was just watching it dry out. <laughs> oh, when that thing oh got broken open, it dried out, and then like the like little bits of it were like stuck to like the like uh, like uh, whatever the shelf it was left on. So it was just like this hard like resin on a shelf with Did... little bits of like that black rubber like stuck in it or whatever. Which... It's on the shelf. Was Stretch Armstrong designed to get kids to work out? Because I remember the the big ones were, like, impossible to stretch. It could be. Kind of like wrestling buddies were designed to get you to work out by having you wrestle a fake Jake the Snake Roberts. Or, or, or that butt master I had as a child. <laughs> or that uh, thing that uh, Suzanne Summers used to yeah, do. Yeah, it's or the butt master. Or maybe oh. it's the bun master. Which I thought it was the thigh it? master. Or maybe it's the thigh master. I think there's mm-hmm. both. I think, uh, based on the success of the Thighmaster, they made a Buttmaster, the sequel to Thighmaster, <laughs> now a major motion picture. Did you, like, take the little wing things and, like, put it in, like, your, like, uh, like uh, butt and then, like, clench or something? Like, yeah, uh, like... I took the little wing things, I put it in my butt, and I clenched, and just kind of saw what happened. <laughs> and now should've... I have buns of steel. Ooh. You can drop a dime off this bad boy. Well, you could drop a dime off anybody. You could drop it off the Empire State Building and then kill you. <laughs> you could. Speaking of killing me, uh, let's get to the this week's scene. Yes. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we'll, yeah, because we're keeping the movie writing process going. We're chronically, and that's what this podcast is I mean, is this about, is part of the movie. <laughs> that yeah. threat to kill me will be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you have your way. Uh, well, if I have I my own way. Well, it'll I, be I, in the writer's cut, the producer's ooh. assembly edit. We might have to go to WGA uh, arbitration at this thing. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, I'll be I, in may, the movie too. I may end up having to take my name off. It'll be, be an Ali Smithy. It'll be uh, it'll be Ali Smithy. Ali Smithy. I'll be. I'm gonna do a sort of a gender swap. Ali Smithy. <laughs> Ali Smithy. <laughs> Ali Smithy and uh, Batman. <laughs> right up blockbuster or a uh, art picture or whatever. <laughs> I can like hide under the uh, the guys of that name. Nobody will know what it's be. They'll be looking for some woman named Hallie Smithy and be like, "Ha! I'm a man named Chris Morgan." <laughs> I'm a man, baby, named Allie Smithy. <laughs> I'll say, "Sex, yes, please." <laughs> Anyways, last we spoke, um, Seth had taken Dasha Slayer, whose house had been or place where she's staying had been exploded. By the WNBA, the terrorist organization, not the uh, Women's National Basketball Association. We have to uh, make that we make that clear for legal reasons. This is by the White Nationalist Basketball Association. <laughs> Wait, what did WNBA stand for again? Oh, uh, we finally settled that. Oh, uh, I did. De- that's one thing I definitely already used dictation. Uh, nope, I didn't write it down. I wrote evil organization, <laughs> WNBA. <laughs> Yeah, because we, we finally, it was finally revealed. So that's definitely, you can go back and listen to that. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. It's not, it's not the White Nationalist Basketball Association. No. Because white nationalists, they got no time for basketball. They're too busy, I don't know, eating their own shit. <laughs> yeah, because it's been established that they, they, they work yeah, with like yeah. the Vietnamese and what have you, that they're not actually white nationalists. Uh, they are something involving... Um, something. It's definitely been established. And it's uh, definitely threatening to national security. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, we'll find out about that, because first of all, Seth takes Dasha to the safe house, and then uh, we, fin- we finally meet the evil organization led by Rip Torn, who talks to his second command, command uh, Slug and McGillicuddy, start talking about their plans to the president. 
is opening up for a huge show at the Hollywood Bowl, and they're going to ex- like have an explosion there. To yeah, they're like, going to, they're gonna, the main event will be an explosion there, but it's a mini doomsday device. Yeah, it's a, it's more of a bad day bad device. Day, yeah. To sort of like set the table, like it's kind of like was established, like when Bane blows up like part of that you know, the stadium in Dark Knight Rises, but doesn't like blow up the entire stadium. What, I, what, I, what I'm really happy about this is that one, this is going in the movie, and this is slowly becoming a <laughs> recap podcast of last week's episode. Well, it's it's um keeping people abreast of the story. Yeah, that's sort of abreast. where we are. Keep them two breasts. Yep. Or three, if we're doing a remake of Total, Total Recall. Recall. <laughs> a or new remake. A re- keep a chicken a, breast if they want a protein-rich meal. A remake of a remake. We're going to remake the Colin Farrell version. We're not going to remake the Alan, uh, three, Alan Schwarzenegger are, version. Are there three breasts in that one? I think so. Are I haven't we, or, seen are it. Are we remaking it so, to include the three breasts? Yeah, we're going to write that wrong. Like um, like those people who are going to like uh, remake The Last Jedi or whatever. We're gonna write the wrongs. We're gonna get a bunch. Of... <laughs> They're gonna change the name to another Jedi. Because mm-hmm. there's so many Jedi's. Anyway, too so... many Jedi's. All right. So anyway, Seth and Dasha are back at the state at the safe house, and they never left. We they're... left. They didn't leave. Well, they arri- they just arrived. We left. The audience left to go check in with the bad guys mm-hmm. uh, and their bad day device. And Seth and Dasha are back, and they, they got a bottle of Jack out, and they're just kind of telling war stories right now. Yeah, because they're like, you know, the safe house doesn't have television. It doesn't have the internet. Sure, they have smartphones, but they'd be like, using up so much data. You know, there's not like, a, I mean, there's like a coffee shop next door that has like a, like a Wi-Fi password, but they refuse to give it to them. Yeah. So you they said only for a customer. They're like, just buy a cup of coffee and we'll let you have the Wi-Fi password. And Seth says, not on my life, and punches a man that so hard that he knocks out the clerk at the coffee shop. Yeah, this will be maybe totally a flashback to yeah. establish sort of thing. And then like, so and Dasha, just... Dasha says, don't you think this will blow our cover? And Seth <laughs> says, not on your life, baby, to the safe house across the street. And they leave the cafe. <laughs> Fortunately, nobody, no evil organizations were uh, there at the time because that yeah, would. Because Americans are very complacent to just kind of keep their heads down and like look at their laptops when something bad is happening. They're not usually ones yeah. to get involved, so they're like, "Yeah, it's not my problem. I'll allow this poor employee at this cafe to be assaulted <laughs> by a government agent." Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they don't necessarily know he's government agent. They're just trying they to work on PD. Yeah, well, they're all just trying to work on their screenplays because it's Los Angeles. He wears his. He wears his. His badge, like a necklace around his neck. <laughs> He's got a nice, pretty lanyard that he made in an arts and crafts class out of like little, like, uh, like stringy tie sort of things mm. or what have you, to make it look pretty. He's got a pretty lanyard around his neck that he ties his badge to. But anyways, they're there. They're in the um, they're safe about house. How they ended up in the LAPD. Seth is well, well, he's that. the LAPD. She is, uh, of course, in the Royal Mounted Police. She's a Mountie. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. not forget. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, yeah, Seth is yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth is of course in the CIA. Yeah, uh, who, and he does not have his story down that well. He's fumbling <laughs> yeah. around. He can't figure out. He's like, "Oh, I went to Quantico," and she's like, "I thought you were in the LAPD." And he's like, "I mean, I watched an episode of Quantico, and I yeah. was trying to figure out what the best way to get into the 
forces and she's like wouldn't you just go apply and he's like yeah but on quantico you have to like go to a school where i trade for seven years and she says you trained are the stars of quantico trade and he says uh i really gotta go to the bathroom real fast and he goes to the bathroom and splashes some water on his face to calm down he's flustered because he's had something to drink and he's uh, taken by this woman and of course as we all know one of Seth's rules is to never get involved with anybody and to never have a family or anything yeah so the fact he's used against you he's taken he's smitten but he's like and he's thinking and they're talking and they start they maybe have a flirty conversation maybe she's got some like tattoos or something she's showing off and then she's like showing off her tattoos and like you know he's like, he's like oh what's the story behind this one and this one and then she tells the story about what she was at the USS Indianapolis during World War II yeah, and uh, Seth is like, wait, how like, old are she, you? And wait, also, he's like, he also says, uh, wh- what does the uh, Chinese symbol for family have to do with the SS Indianapolis? And she says, uh, well, I also have this tattoo of the uh, Mantis guy from uh, the Linkin Park album cover for Hybrid <laughs> Theory. And she starts talking about how Shark got those lifeless eyes. Look at those eyes. And Seth is like, oh man, this woman, she may be crazy. But she's my kind of crazy. Yeah. And then he's like, finally, he's like, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth, even though I probably shouldn't. I'm really a CIA agent who's working with the LAPD as cover. And we're both going after the same organization, the WNBA. We're, you know, we're trying to bring them down. We can work together. We can do this. We can work together and bring them down. And then Dasha says, I'm in, but you're going to have to do a better job holding your cover. And then he's like, I will, I promise. And then she's like, uh, I've got something else you can infiltrate. And then she smooches him. because as, And then it becomes a tasteful uh, love scene. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't involve nudity because we're trying to keep this PG-13. But it does so, involve kissing, a lot of kissing. Yeah. And uh, uh, be like, it's one kissing of those, their abs and stuff. Yeah, one of those sex scenes where the woman keeps her bra on for some reason. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> and one of those like, sex scenes where we get to see uh, Seth, Seth Christ's butt a lot. Okay, how much? Can, I mean, you can do it definitely in a PG thirteen movie. You can show you can show thirty six butts in a PG thirteen. I know you can show some because I remember seeing uh, water was Waterboy PG thirteen. Was it R? But Loaded Weapon one is PG thirteen, and you definitely see Emilio's butt in that. because uh, I know uh, you see a couple of butts in uh, Waterboy. You see Alan Winkler's. Yeah, yeah and and. And uh, I believe Alan Covert, I believe, is the other. And he's like, just well, what, like. What, well, I mean, there's like a ton of butts in Bordello of Blood. Yeah, so, you know, we could probably get away with some butts. We could get Zach, I mean, if Zach Efron's up for it, and I yeah. mean, why wouldn't he be? He's, he's, you know, he's got that body works on all the time. Yeah, save some abs for the rest of us. Mm hmm. Anyway, yeah. meanwhile. Uh, yeah, so that's else happening for a while. talking to a then. woman, and it's Ducky Darns, and he's talking well, to. Someone else, and what's her name? Jane Doe. Jane Doe. Now, that's the... not to say she's a mysterious woman. I mean, she's mysterious no, to you. She is, just yeah. But her last name is spelled D-O-U-G-H, as sure, in yeah. Pizza Doe. And fittingly, she walks into a Tim Hortons, where they sell donuts and coffee and sandwiches, like breakfast sandwiches. Like, you know, everything you're like looking breakfast. for for yeah. breakfast. It's a real good thing yeah, to have like, oatmeal like... there. <laughs> you get a tea? Got, yeah, yeah, they got, they got muffins, you know, you can get a muffin there or what have you. And uh, But anyways, she walks in, 
And so she's like getting like, you know, like, you know, like this like person who's working there like offers up service. She's like, uh, I like to speak to your manager. And, uh, and then like the guy's like, sure, no problem. They bring over this other person. Uh, it's like some random, like, you know, dude or lady or whatever. And then she's like, no, I mean your other manager. And they're all like, they play dumb or what have you. And then they're like, and she's like, listen. I know you're a front for the CIA. Let me speak to CIA agent Ducky Darns, or I'm going to blow your cover, and you'll have to get a new place to have a cover, and you'll have to get like you know another like a commercial license to open up another Tim Hortons, and then you got saturation of Tim Hortons in the market, and you're going to draw suspicion to yourselves. And so then, why don't you make it easy and just give me the CIA? And then. Next thing we know, a door opens and uh, like like it's like it's like a there's a you hear like a sound of like like a like a decompression sound and like this coffee machine and this wall like swings open and there's Ducky Dart. He's like, Ms. Doe, come come on in. And uh, so then she comes on in. And that's that's where we're gonna leave this week. And next Are week, we? that's where we're going to leave this week because we only have eight minutes left, and that's usually where we stop writing the eight seeds. Is it though? Because I feel like I mean, it goes a little. I mean, we can. Can't we just finish? Can't we just finish this now, scene, Matt? Chris, don't get greedy. <laughs> it's very simple. I'm going to finish right, it. You can't right, fine. Stop. Finish the scene, but yeah, you know because what? like it's, it's if we lose <laughs> listeners because of this, I won't be held responsible. Uh, yeah, you're like the guy in that song with the freshman by the Verve Pipe, That's which right. is to say, in college you got your girlfriend pregnant accidentally. Is that what that song's about? It seems weird. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, I believe it's it was like about. He, he's being a real jerk. And maybe there's uh, an abortion involved, you know, which is fine, you know. Hey, it's let me a, just say, fellas let, out there, or anyone, if you're in a relationship and someone doesn't want to keep the baby. Just go with what the woman says and, you know, yeah. work it out. Be by her side. Don't her be body, a, her choice. Don't be and such let's, a dickhead about it. Let's don't normalize do... abortion here, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not, a, it's a thing that happens sometimes. Even if you're careful, even if you practice, like, you know, like, you know, birth control, things happen, you know. Life can be outside of your control sometimes. And, you know, as you know, you have, you know, let's not make it like, you know, it's just—it's a medical procedure, not unlike a lot of other medical procedures. It can, if it's done by proper professionals, it's safe and it's for you know the best you know for everybody, and most importantly for the woman who's having the procedure, whose business it is. And, and the last thing you want to do is go and write a hit song afterwards, yeah. washing your hands of the whole situation. Yeah. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, and uh, same goes to you, Ben Foles Five, with your song Brick. Yeah, which is about the same thing. Also, Ben Folds, that song, time you did that cover of Boys in the Hood, and you and like your buddy were like had, using the Edward a bunch. That's probably more of an issue. Also, even that brick or what have you. Did that happen? Oh, you never heard their cover of Boys in the Hood that were like I don't. Uh, that, it's not the the, the not verse that has the use of the Edward in it is not sung by Ben Folds, but it's a Ben Folds song, and it's sung. By some random white guy who's just like, and it's in the guys like, oh, isn't it funny that Ben Folds is covering Boys in the Hood on a piano because it's such a gangster rap song, and it's just like, so we're just gonna use the N word like you know very casually here and just you know go about our business. Oh, that's weird. 
anyway, it's very weird. Uh, so basically, you have to the scene. <laughs> yeah, basically, Jane Doe explains that she's been working with the WNBA, but she's like wants it to fact because she, you know, she doesn't like the direction the organization's taking or something. I don't know. We'll figure that. But it's like she's. She's looking at the fact. She yeah, wants she, to come in from the cold. She just has regular grievances about her boss. Yeah. So she's like, she she's like, I want to tell you what they've got planned. I want to like you know be a mole for you with the organization. Just let me tell you what's happening. And like and then you and then like Ducky's like, I don't know if I can trust you, but I have no choice. And so then like we see them talking, but like. You like out. You, then it's like cuts to like outside the uh, Tim Hortons, like some shady-looking dude in a car sitting there, and then he picks up a phone and he dials the number and he's like, "Boss, we've got trouble." And you know, then oh no, he works for the WNBA and he, he follows Jane Doe. We've here. got a problem because Whitney Houston, the, we have a problem. The general this is the PJs. General yep, general. I mean, the, well, there's Rip Torn. He's, he's talking to, but I don't know. But I've seen, I've seen, I was saying, I I quoted the TV show, the PJs, oh, the yeah. old, old cartoon with uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy doing the voice of uh, the guy mm-hmm. in the thing. Good old I can't Eddie wait Murphy. For this to be the first movie with the PJs reference. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because in your crazy, insane reality of a madman, this is all going in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, there. It only took a couple more minutes, and everything's fine. The world didn't explode. People got to hear. <laughs> That scene coming to an end. Well, I mean, I had to go uh, put out a fire literally during that, and now my house burned down. So I hope you're happy, Chris. I don't have insurance, and now I'm homeless. I'm very happy because I secretly hate you and want nothing but the worst for you. But that's what makes our work di- dynamic so uh, rewarding and enriching and why we can work so well together. The sheer unbridled hate that's bubbling below the surface that, you know, between us. Yeah, it's been another great week. Yep. Anyways, uh... We are, uh, the podcast is on, uh, Twitter at, uh, Chris, no, it's C-N-M, right, of B. That Twitter account's gonna be popping by the time you hear this, that's for That sure. Twitter account gets an A+. Plus. Yeah. It's gonna be popping like crazy by the time you hear this. We have an email address if you wanna get us, hit us up for something longer than 280 characters. Uh, Chris, Matt, Blockbuster at gmail.com. We uh, may be on a uh, podcast network at this point uh, by the time you hear this, but I'm not going to say it just in case because that would make me feel like a fool if something ended up falling through and that you were hearing this. It's like, oh, we're on so-and-so network. And then it turns out that so-and-so network is like, you know what? We changed well, our mind. If you're listening to this episode and we're not on a network, feel free to make Chris feel embarrassed about it. <laughs> Uh, also, if you want to individually tweet at us, I'm uh, at Chris X Morgan. I'm Adam Shimkowitz. And we will be continuing this journey of podcasting and movie writing next week with a whole new episode where we find out where this story goes and we find out what uh, Seth and Dasha do after they have sex, presumably. Hopefully, uh, he, it goes a lot better than the song. Uh, the freshman. Yeah, uh, ideally. I mean, uh, no, we know he takes a week's worth of volume and sleeps and leaves the other one guilt-stricken sobbing with her head on the floor. Floor, stoppish baby's breath and a shoe full of rice now. Anyway, that's it. Mm, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll see you all next week. And Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. Bye.